recognize and honor some of our graduates. And uh, we got several graduates here today. And, uh, and so we had a lot of people that signed up. <laughs> What's going on, guys? And, uh, and uh, if some of you didn't sign up, and so uh, if you were not able to sign up, um, then uh, I'll see if I can get you up here. All right, so here's the deal. As I say your name, I want you to get up out of your seat and come forward. we got a great gift that we're going to give to all of our graduates. This is a book that I would recommend all people to read. Um, it's a daily devotional. It's got something for you every single day for the whole year to read. Made a big impact uh, on my life. It's called My Utmost for His Highest. If you've never read or heard of that book, you should check it out, My Utmost for His Highest. It's an unbelievable book. And so, uh, so uh, a lot of our graduates are getting it today. And like I said, if there's anybody who wasn't able to sign up, we're going to make sure that we want all of our graduates to get this. So if you don't get one today, you're going to get one. We want everybody to get this. But uh, I say that, if you've never read this book, uh, I recommend this to our whole church. It just had a big impact on me. Awesome book. So I want to say your name. Come on up. Braxton Day. Come on up, Braxton. Give it up for them as they're coming. Some of them are not in the service, but I'm going to honor them anyway. We're going to mention them. Nate Feltner, he's not here in the service, but we're going to mention Nate. Anyways, give it up for Nate. Here we go. Braxton. Parker Hammond. Parker, come on up for Parker. Hope Holbrook. Come on up, Hope, wherever Hope is. Here we go. Kimberly Hughes. Come on up, Kimberly. see. Here we go. Ashton Hughes. I mean, uh, Ashton Kilburn. Got my names mixed up. Where's Ashton at? There he comes right there. There he comes. Which one you guys here? All right. Ashton's coming. Is Tyler Maggard here? Tyler Maggard. Where's Tyler at? There he comes. Right here. Here we go. Get you guys one of those. All right. Tyler's coming up. Here we go. Boom. Awesome. These are our middle school graduates. Give it up for our middle school graduates today. Awesome, awesome, awesome. You guys, stay standing there and let people stare at you for the next 20 minutes, okay? Let's move on to high school, all right? Lauren Ambergy, where's Lauren at? Here we go. Aspen Creech, where's Aspen at? She in here? There we go. All right, Hunter Hammond. Hunter, come on up. Alex Miller, come on up. There you go, man. Let's see. Madison Miller. Is Madison Miller here today? Is she here somewhere? Maybe. There she is right there. Come on up, Madison. All right, as Madison's coming up here. The long walk to the front from Hunter Spurlock. Here we go. All right. I'm going to reach behind here. I'm going to grab another stack of books. Uh Uh-oh, here here comes another extremely long walk for Brooklyn Steel. Here we go. Come on up, Brooklyn. There we go. Where's Colton Walker? Colton, are you here? Come on up. There he comes. What about Lakin? Is she here today? Lakin is not here. But we do have pictures that we can all look at of Lakin. There we go. Look at there. Boom. Awesome. That picture taken downtown Hazard. That's a lie. Um, Lexi Whitaker. Where's Lexi at? There she is right there. There we go. 
There we go. Jacob Frazier. Where's Jacob at? Is he here? There he comes. All right, all right, all right. All right, now I'm going to go to college so we can get everybody that's signed up here. College, Casey, uh, these are all of our high school graduates. Get up for them. We got some more coming, I think. All right, all right. Now I'm going to get through this list. College, Casey Barton. Where's Casey at? There she comes. I'm going to reach behind you guys right here. All right, Casey. There we go. Lindsay Eddington. Where's Lindsay at? I'm going to do these together. Courtney, Renee, Hamlin, Frazier, and Dustin Frazier. Where are they at? There we go. Newlyweds, y'all. Newlyweds. Oh. There we go. There we go. Right there. Chandler Maggard. Where's Chandler at? All right. Now, I had, now I see at least two graduates that I want to make sure that I get here that were not on the list. So, Dylan Fields, Dylan, come on up here. Come up here, Dylan. Give it up for Dylan. McCall, come on up here. Let's give it up for McCall. She's here today. All right. Awesome, man. Awesome. I want to make sure I get all the graduates. McCall had no idea I was going to do that. And she looked at me. She's like, I will get you after church today. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Here you go. Go ahead. You guys are going to stand here for at least the next hour. The whole time I'm preaching, you're right here. Um, Did I miss anybody? I don't want to miss anybody. At least get you up here. Anybody that graduated. And it has to be that you graduated from a legitimate institution, not something that you made up, all right? All right. right, Awesome, awesome, awesome. Hey, man, this is amazing. Look at all these graduates up here. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. Now, we're going to pray for these graduates, these men and women. I love that this is, I love, man, this is awesome to, uh, to see the wrapping around the front of the stage here. And so let's pray for them today, uh, God, that, that, that God wouldn't just be with them, that they would know God's presence with them as they go. You know what I'm saying? That, that they would know that as they go, God is going with them. Let's pray for them. Father, I just thank you, these men and women that are here today, is celebrate just a massive accomplishment. It's graduating from middle school, from high school, from college, and and Jesus, I thank you that you, your word says, you determine our steps. I, there's, no, there's no doubt. Everybody up here has plans. God, at the end of the day, you determine our steps. And so, Father, I pray that, God, for these men and women, as, as they go, they would know that wherever they're going, you're already there. And as they're going, you're with them as they go. God, that they would, that they would know that you're there with them. They would experience your presence. Not an idea, but, but that Jesus they would experience your real presence at work in and through their lives. Father, thank you for every family that's up here represented. Thank you for all the perseverance and the hard work and the dedication that went into the work that was put so that they can graduate and stand here today. Father, give them everything they need in the days ahead. We ask all this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. Thank you, guys. You guys can be seated. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, listen, as, as they are, as they're being seated, I want you guys to check out the screens here this morning. Check this out. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Summit. My name is Alex Miller, and I'm part of the Expressive Worship team here. I just want to welcome all of our first-time guests. If you're new here, we have a connection.
connection card for you. You probably see it on the top of your seat or on the back of your seat. And if you fill that out and turn it into the welcome table, we have a gift for you. Also, tomorrow starts Mega Sports Camp. And that goes from Monday through Wednesday. Starts at 6 o'clock tomorrow night. And you do not want to miss that. Hope everyone has a great Sunday. Awesome. We are in part two of our series about the Holy Spirit that we are calling Spirit. And uh, if you missed last week, you can actually download the Summit app. And uh, you should download the Summit app anyway. Listen, you need to download the Summit app if you haven't. It's free for all your mobile devices. You can read daily devotions on there. You can give on there. You can sign up for events on there. Uh, it'll clear up your skin. It'll make you more popular. Uh, you know, all those things. If you download the Summit app, your life gets better. All right? And so, uh, so make sure you download that. All right? Um, and uh, I, here's what I want to do. I want to pray for us this morning uh, that, uh, that God would just open up our hearts, our minds, everything that he's got. I want, us, I want God to open us up to whatever we're going to talk about this morning. Let's see what God does today. All right? So, Father, we thank you for it today. God, we thank you for this time right now, Jesus, as we gather around your word and we just, just rally around the person, not the idea, but the person of the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit, you're real, that you're, you're in our lives, you live inside of every follower of Jesus right now, you're here in this place, and you, you want to speak to us. And so God, right now, just, just help us to listen, help us to listen. Any distraction, anything in the way, take it out, remove it, and God, help us just to totally lean in, every person lean in. God, even the person that's here today, and, and they've never thought about you, that this idea, this, this person, the Holy Spirit, they don't even know what to make of it. I pray that God, right now, you would just right there where they're at, meet them right there in that place, and do what only you can do. In Jesus' name, we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. When, uh, when we moved back here, my family and I moved back uh, to Hazard in 2010 to start Summit. We, we're from here, lived here uh, all of our lives, but we uh, moved away when we got married, went to college and did grad school and uh, worked at a lot of churches, that sort of thing, uh, and, and, and lived, out of the, lived out of the area for, for several years. When we moved back in 2010 to start Summit, uh, I noticed that I would go to places and see people that I hadn't seen in a long time. And, uh, and I don't know what you do when you're in that kind of situation, like when you go places and you see people that you haven't seen in a long time and that sort of thing, and, and, and you know that you know them, but you don't know that you know them. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you don't know. And so like when I'm in that situation, I don't know why, but I, my response is just to stare at them to kind of filter at whether or not I know them. So I would see them in Walmart and I would just do this. Right? And I can't believe I've never been beaten up for that because I just stare and I'm like, I think that I know you, but I don't know if I know you or not. Or people would come up to me uh, that knew me and knew my name, and I didn't know their name. And there's nothing worse than that. They would come up to me and they'd be like, Mark, it's so good to see you. And I didn't know their name. And so I would look at them and I would say, hey, you, it's great to see you. But then every once in a while, you would see people that you were, you know, just really connected to. 
and just really close to, and because of maybe time and distance, the relationship, it, it didn't end bad because of time and distance. It just kind of, you know, shifted. It kind of ended, and all of a sudden, for a moment or two, you see each other, and you can reconnect, and you share stories. You were really close. This person was a part of your story, but you hadn't seen them in a long time, and, and you just have this great moment. Man, I just remember these great times we had and all of those things, and, and if one of my kids was there in, in that moment, they would say, Dad, who is that? And I would say it was somebody that I used to know. We used to hang out all the time. We used to go places, and we used to do all this stuff. Man, that's somebody that I used to hang out with all the time. And see, here we are. We're in this series about the Holy Spirit. And if we're not careful, what I hear a lot of Christians do, I hear a lot of Christians talk about the Holy Spirit as if he's someone from their past, right? So, so the Holy Spirit wrote the Bible, and the Holy Spirit did a lot in the book of Acts, but I really don't experience that in my life. The Holy Spirit seems to be more active then than he is now. Or some people just even come out and say, we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks. Some people just come out and say, listen, I don't even believe that what the Spirit does in the Bible, he still does today. And what happens is a lot of times if we're not careful, we talk about the Spirit and we think about the Spirit as if the Spirit of God is someone from our past. Maybe when we first got saved, we were really excited about the things of God. And, and man, the Holy Spirit was just real in our lives. But, but that was in the past. The Holy Spirit for a lot of us is someone in our past. But what I want us to see today is that the Holy Spirit is not someone from our past. He's not someone from our church's past. He is a reality right now. That the Holy Spirit is a reality in our lives right now. I mean, we saw Jesus say it last week, John 16, 7. It's better for you that I go away because when I go away, the Helper will come. And we saw that that word helper means several different things. It means counselor. It means encourager. It means someone that's going to comfort you. And what that means is that the Holy Spirit wants to be a real presence in your life. Man, he wants to talk to you. He wants to guide you and empower you and, and encourage you and give you comfort. The Holy Spirit doesn't want to be boxed in to this Sunday-only reality. Hello? Man, I hear people talk sometimes about how the Holy Spirit just, just lit up their church on Sunday. Man, you should have been in my church, man. The Spirit of God just was doing amazing things in my church, man. The Spirit of God was just running wild in our church this morning. Praise God for that. That's awesome. What's he do at work on Monday? Praise God for that. That's awesome. How does he impact the way you treat your wife and your Kids, see, the Spirit of God doesn't want to be boxed in where, where we brush up against Him an hour and, or an hour and 15 minutes on Sunday. He wants to be, guys, a real, present reality in your life. But the question is, how can that happen? How can that happen? Well, it happens by this phrase that we're going to look at today, this phrase that's called walking by the Spirit. Walking by the Spirit. So if you've got a Bible, I want you to go ahead and open it up to Galatians Chapter 5, Galatians 5, verses 16 through 25 is where we're going to be this morning as you're turning it on on your phone or you're opening that up. Uh, Paul wrote the book of Galatians. The Apostle Paul wrote, writes most of the New Testament, writes the book of Galatians because the whole book is about what it takes to be saved. Some people had come into the church of Galatia and they said, listen, you don't just, just need Jesus to be saved, you need Jesus plus your obedience. You know, a modern day equivalent of that would be uh, someone that says you need Jesus plus baptism. And Paul comes back in the book of Galatians and says, listen, y'all, you don't need Jesus plus anything. Jesus is enough all by himself, all right? But once you give your life to Jesus, Paul says, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of you, and the Holy Spirit will never leave you the way that you've always been. The Holy Spirit is going to change your life. So let's see what Paul says, Galatians 5, 
16 through 25. Let's read it. It's going to be on the screen if you don't have a Bible. And listen, hey, man, if you don't have a Bible on your, of your own or one you can understand, there's one underneath the chair near you. Just take it today. You don't have to ask for it. That's our gift to you. There's one near you right now, all right? Galatians 5, 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. The desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the, spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit, rather, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there's no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step or walk by the Spirit. See, for too many of us, the Christian life has been reduced down to going to church and reading the Bible. Look at me, those things matter. You don't need less than that. Going to church, going to a church worship gathering like you're at right now, essential. Reading your Bible essential. But listen to me. If we have the Christian life reduced down to checking off church attendance and Bible reading as the sum total of why Jesus saved us, guys, we need to open up our eyes because listen to me, the Christian life is not you and I trying hard. The Christian life is not you and I trying to be good. The Christian life is a spirit-filled, spirit-led life where more and more we're learning how to walk by the Spirit. So if we're going to walk by the Spirit, there's a couple things we need to see. If you and I are going to begin to do this, it's the Spirit. Not, we're, not, we're not brushing up against Him at church, okay? We're going, to make, we're going to make the Spirit a reality in our lives. We need to see a couple of things. And the first thing, if we're going to do this, walk by the Spirit, first thing we got to do is we need to make room for the Spirit. We need to make room in our lives for the Spirit of God. Uh, I, was, I was thinking about this the other day. If you've been to a restaurant and the waiter or the waitress comes up to you and they said, hey, did you leave any room for dessert? You've been asked that, right? Leave any room for dessert? I don't know about you guys, but listen, when I go, when my family, when we go to a restaurant, I don't look at, I've never looked at my wife and kids and said, all right, guys, let's make sure we leave room for dessert. I've never done that. Listen, man, when I go to a restaurant, I'm ready to eat. So when the waiter or waitress comes to me and says, do you have any room? My answer is always the same. Bro, I got no room. I have no room at all for, I wasn't thinking about dessert. I wasn't looking for dessert. I was not anticipating dessert. I'm kind of shocked for the offer, to be honest. I wasn't even thinking about it. Here's the thing, here's the thing. That's exactly what a lot of us do with the Holy Spirit. He's not even on our radar. We're not even thinking about it, man. When we wake up in the morning, we're just thinking about tasks and deadlines, and I got to get this done, and I got to make this happen. We just shift into autopilot, and we're going from one thing to the next. So many of us, we're just constantly plugged in, and we're posting and seeing what everybody else posts. We're not even thinking about the Holy Spirit, but some, listen to me. If we're going to walk by the Spirit, then we got to make room for the Spirit i got to make room in my life every single day for the Holy Spirit. Now, here's what some of you are thinking. Why would I want to do that? Why would I want to make room for the Holy Spirit? Now, here's why some of y'all are thinking that. Some of y'all are thinking that because when people talk about the Holy Spirit in church, some of y'all get scared. 
right? Some of y'all get scared. What's about to happen? Right? Listen, don't be scared about the Holy Spirit. Don't be scared of the Holy Spirit, okay? But listen, listen. Whoa, if I'm open to the Holy Spirit, if I'm making room for the Holy Spirit, what's he going to do in my life? Well, Paul actually answers it. He calls it the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Man, what will happen if I make room for the Spirit in my life? You'll be a more loving person. And not only will you be a more loving person, you'll know that you're loved by God. Man, the Holy Spirit wants to press into you that this, the promises of God are true for you. You'll know that you're loved by God. You'll know that you're kept by God. You'll love God more. You'll be a more loving person. Look at this. Look at this. What happens if I make room for the Spirit? Second fruit, peace or joy. Joy. I know none of us need more joy. We've got enough. Amen? Nobody. That's what I thought. Peace. You may in here worried about anything right now. Raise your hand. My hand's up. Right? Man, what if the Holy Spirit could give you peace? Patience. Whoa, look at this one. Kindness. Goodness. Man, I've never had a session of marriage counseling where the husband and the wife walk in and the wife looks at me and says, Mark, you got to do something about my husband. He is too good to me. I've never had that happen. I've never looked at a married couple and says, what's the problem in your marriage? I'll tell you the problem in my marriage. My wife is too kind. Too good to me. Too good to the kids. Never happened. Hey, look at me. Spirit of God can do that in your life, though. Hello? Anybody? Spirit of God can do that in your life. The Holy Spirit can give you faithfulness. Holy Spirit can give you gentleness. Watch this last one. Holy Spirit can give you self-control. Self-control so I don't look at that website. Self-control so I say no to stuff I used to say yes to without even flinching. Self-control so that I say yes to things I need to say yes to and stop saying no to. The Holy Spirit, if I make room, if I open up my life to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can change my life. Now, when I talk about making room for the Spirit, when I talk about making room for the Spirit, I mean inviting the Holy Spirit into your daily life inviting the Holy Spirit into your daily life. So you're about to go into a meeting right before you walk into that meeting. You just, as you're walking into that room, just real quick, you pray, Holy Spirit, help me in this meeting. Holy Spirit, help me. Give me the words to say as I'm walking into this meeting. Or you're, you, man, you're about to lose it with your kids at night, and before you say something that you're going to regret, you just take a deep breath in and exhale and just pray, Holy Spirit, help me. Man, can I be just be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? Here's the way that I live my life. A lot of times I can wake up and go from task to task to task. And one of the things that I'm trying to do in 2018 is try to be more aware of the Holy Spirit every single day. So I've actually taken my phone and set my phone up so that at the beginning of every single hour while I'm awake, my, my phone either buzzes, it vibrates, or it gives off a small chime noise. Nobody can hear it. Nobody even knows about it. But it's a reminder to me that at the top of every single hour, my phone lets me know Take a second and ask the Holy Spirit to move in what you're doing. Making room in the Holy Spirit, for the Holy Spirit rather, yes, that includes your schedule, but more, it includes your heart. Hey, let me ask you, is there room in your heart for the Spirit to move right now? Is there room in your heart for the Holy Spirit to lead you, for the Holy Spirit to guide you? Do not be quick to say yes. Because, man, listen, when I examine my heart, I see a lot of fear a lot of times in my heart, negativity in my heart, cynicism in my heart. When I read the Word of God, I see that the Holy Spirit brings joy, thankfulness, gratitude. And what it says to me is, man, i got to deal with that stuff because if not, it's going to crowd out the Holy Spirit. we got to make room for the Spirit every day if we're going to walk by the Spirit. But not only that, number two, second thing we got to do, we need to make sure we don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit or don't quench 
the Holy Spirit. Don't quench, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. It's the same idea. But listen, do you know why it's hard to walk by the Spirit? Because there's a part of you that doesn't want to. It's that simple. Look, look, at, look, at verse, look at verse 16. I say walk by the Spirit, you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. Watch. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. Listen, guys, there's a part of Mark Holmes doesn't want to do what I'm talking about today. Hello? There's a part of Mark Holmes that doesn't want to trust God. There's a part of Mark Holmes that doesn't want to pray. There's a part of Mark Holmes that doesn't want to go to church. Right? There's a battle inside of every single Christian, a battle between the flesh, our old sinful nature, and the Spirit. And what Paul says is, listen, listen, you want to walk by the Spirit, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Say, what in the world does that mean? Here's what it means. Last week we said that the Holy Spirit is not the force or a force. The Holy Spirit is a person. And just like a person, you can hurt his feelings. Just like a person, you can hurt the Holy Spirit's feelings. How? By choosing sin over God. I would rather do this, even though I feel convicted not to, even God said, even though God says no, it'll make me happy. It'll be fun in the moment. You know what? I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. And see, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. There's a verse, Ephesians chapter 4, I think it's on the screen. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. See, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. He lives inside of us. But what I can do is I can drive a wedge between me and the Holy Spirit by choosing the flesh. Say, all right, what's the flesh? It's almost like Paul was inspired by God to write it because he anticipated me asking that question. So he gives me a list of examples. Look at what he does. Verse 19, the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality. Stop right there and everybody look at me. Just uncontrolled, seatbelt off, whatever I want to do, sexual desires. That's what that is, all right? And listen, the world that we live in says this is not a big deal. Where we live in says, listen, if you feel it, do it. Don't deny who you are. Just be who you are. Just live however you want. Here's how a lot of Christian parents talk to me about their sons and daughters. They're teenagers. They're going to do what they want to do. And then we wonder why they don't walk with God. Hello? Hello? Right? Right? See, the, see, see God has a better message than the world does. Did you know that? The world says do whatever you want, do whatever feels right. We think that all God says when it comes to sex is don't do it. That's not what God says actually at all. God has a better message, and here's God's message when it comes to sex and sexuality. God's message is this. The world tells you all you are is your feelings, your desires, and your sexuality. God looks at you and says you are more. You are a man or woman made in the image of God. I put eternity in your heart, and I did not create you to just live 60, 70, 80 years dry in your desires, driving the ship of your life. I made you for me, is what God said. I made you for something that lasts. So when, so when the desire fades, when the relationship goes, as it always does, God never will. You were made for more. But I'm stunned by what the Holy Spirit just gives the most attention to. Can we look at it? Look at this. Idolatry, sorcery. Look at this. Look at this. Watch this. Enmity. I'm going to put my Bible down. Enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy. That's eight. Paul is talking to a church. Look at me right now. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of unity, not division. And there is nothing that the Holy Spirit wants more than a united church. You show me anyone, anyone, who is trying to bring division in a church, and I will show you someone who is controlled by a spirit, not the Holy Spirit. 
In the book of Genesis, there's an event called the Tower of Babel. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Basically what it is, is humanity, because of sin, says we don't want God's way, we want our way. And so humanity, they're going to build this massive tower to show that, listen, if we come together, there's nothing, there's nothing that we can't do. We can do whatever we want. We're our own gods. And everybody at that time lived in one part of the world. They all spoke the same language. And God saw the horrible thing that sin is doing to people. So what God did, Genesis tells us, is God took people from one part of the world, scattered them all over the world. They all spoke one language. They could understand each other. God, God caused people to speak different languages, so it confused the languages. They couldn't understand what everybody was saying. And then, we read it last week, in the book of Acts, in the book of Acts, so, so in Genesis, sin leads to confusion, confused languages, and division between people. The Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, and what did we see last week? When the Holy Spirit comes, Jerusalem is filled with thousands of people who all spoke different languages. The Holy Spirit comes, they begin to speak in tongues, the disciples do. And Acts chapter 2 says that those tongues were actually the other languages of the people in Jerusalem at Pentecost. And we know that because the people in, in Pentecost said, how do these unlearned people know my language? And they're talking about Jesus in a way that I can understand. What happens? Look at me. The Holy Spirit comes, and the first thing that he does, he reverses the Tower of Babel, he reverses the curse of sin, and he brings unity where there was division. The Spirit of God is a spirit of unity. It is easy to destroy a church. It all only takes this. I'm just going to open up my messenger app and I'm going to send so-and-so a text message about how I think that we're more spiritual than they are. Did you see that they didn't even lift their hands today? We lifted our hands and our feet. Did you see that they don't worship the way that we worship? We're the true worshipers. They are not. I bet they don't even love God the way that we do. And then they tell somebody else, and they tell somebody else, and they tell somebody else, and they tell somebody else. You don't have to tear the building down. You just tore the whole church down. Listen, I'm camping on this one. I didn't do this in the 930, all right? I didn't do this in the 930, all right? As a guy who started a church here in town, and a lot of people said he's starting a cult, and people, I'll just be honest, religious people try to tear churches down, try to tear churches apart. Look at me right now. If somebody else comes into our town today and starts another church, we will pray that God fills that church, and we will pray that God blesses that church. Because listen to me, just because somebody doesn't do things the way that you do, the way that you would do it, doesn't mean they're wrong. Hello, hello. We will bless churches. We will build up churches. We will speak. What we will help that church. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is a spirit of unity, not a spirit of division. And nothing grieves the Spirit of God more than division. Nothing grieves the Spirit of God more than churches tearing each other apart or Christians talking about other Christians tearing each other down. What if on your to-do list every day, what if your to-do list looked like this? Take out the trash, email that client, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Just don't do it. Not, not that we're going to be perfect, but man, I, I, want, I want everything the Spirit has for me, so I'm not going to grieve Him. I took a long time on this one, but I will give you this quote because it's gold. I love this. Nothing is worth grieving the Holy Spirit. Nothing. If you're looking for something to get tattooed, get that. Nothing is worth grieving 
the Holy Spirit. Number three, we gotta move. Number three, here's the third thing. You wanna walk by the Spirit, you gotta follow the Spirit. Man, walk by the Spirit, led by the Spirit means it's moving. The Spirit of God is moving. Say, Mark, I don't know how to follow the Spirit. Yes, you do. You know how to follow the Spirit. The Spirit speaks, all right? We're gonna talk about it in this series. The Spirit of God still speaks. He speaks through other people. He speaks through dreams, visions, prophecies. We're gonna talk about that in a couple couple of weeks, but look at me right now. 100% of the time, the Spirit of God speaks through the Word of God. 100% of the time the Spirit of God speaks through this book. What if the default answer of our church every single time the Holy Spirit told us to do something, what if our default answer was yes? Not tomorrow, not later, not let me pray about it. Yes. Read the Bible and God says, I want you to surrender your finances to me. Yes. Read the Bible, I want you to get baptized. Yes. Read the Bible, I want you to begin serving and using your gifts. Yes. Read the Bible. I want you to forgive them. Yes. Read the Bible. I want you to go for, and get forgiveness. Yes. What if our default response was yes? If that happened, we would be following the Spirit. Last one. Last one. You want to walk by the Spirit. You've got to make room for Him in your life. You make room for Him. In, and, and making room for the Spirit of God in your life sounds like this. It sounds like you praying, God, my life is wide open to you. My life is wide open to you. Every area is wide open. Then we don't grieve the Spirit. So we're going to pray, Holy Spirit, show me anything in my life that grieves you. We're going to follow the Spirit. God, whatever you have for me, I say yes. And here's our last one, last one. Last one is be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. So Paul says walk by the Spirit, be led by the Spirit. I love something else that Paul says in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians 5.18, do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. I love what Paul is really saying here. That's the sound, Jesus is coming back, whatever that sound means. That's what that sound is. And um, did anybody hear that? Or am I hallucinating on stage? Um, and uh, I, love, I love what this verse means. Wine in Paul's day was really weak. If you wanted to get drunk, you had to drink a whole lot of it. Can we do some real talk in the second service? Some of y'all are like, I know what you're saying. You're preaching my language here, right? Uh, if you want to get, Paul, that's literally what this verse means. The wine in Paul's day was so drunk, if you wanted to, get, if you wanted to feel any effect, you had to drink a ton of the wine to feel anything. Paul is literally saying this, don't waste your time drinking that wine, it's too, too weak. Drink a lot of the Spirit because he satisfies. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus says in, Jesus says in Luke 17, to ask for the Holy Spirit. See, the Spirit is in us, but I gotta ask for the Holy Spirit to fill me because man, just going through the world and living life, man, this world will suck the energy right out of you, put more on you to worry about. So I need to pray every single day. God, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill my mind with the Holy Spirit so that you control what I think, my eyes so that you control what I look at, my tongue so I could, you control what I say, my hands and you control what I do, my feet and you control where I'm going. God, fill me with the Holy Spirit. See, we put all this together. We put all this together. Let's put the whole sermon together, and I'll give you a tool. We can do this every single day. Here's this prayer. That we're, this is a prayer I want to challenge our church to pray, not just today, every single day. Here it is. Can we all read this out loud? Let's all read this out loud together. Holy Spirit, my life is wide open to you today. Show anything in me that grieves you. I say yes to everything you have for me today. Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We're not praying that today. We're going to pray it tomorrow and the next day and the day after that. When this series is over in three weeks, we're going to keep praying this prayer. We're going to pray this prayer every single day. Because listen to me, Summit, Summit, look at me right now. Let's not talk about this book 
Let's not study this book only. Let's live the book. Amen? Let's live the book, man. Let's live the book. And what God is saying to us today is I got more for you, and his name is the Holy Spirit. So, Holy Spirit, my life is wide open to you. All relationships in every area, it's, all, it's wide open. And if there's anything in me that grieves you, show it to me right now, and I'll confess it. God, whatever you have for me, it's a yes. It's going to be hard, difficult, out of my comfort zone. It's a yes. God, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Would you pray with me? I just want us right now in this spirit of prayer, just take that, just take that prayer, and let's just work our way through it. Let's just apply it to our lives. Holy Spirit, our lives are wide open to you. Church, is there any area in your life right now you need to surrender to the Holy Spirit? Is there any area in your life today that you've been holding back, and God says, I want it? Not because you're in trouble, or not because he's trying to put you in a corner. He wants to set you free. He's got more of the Spirit in your life he wants to give you. Holy Spirit, my life is wide open to you. Right now, just in the spirit of prayer, if there is an area of your life that you have been holding back from God and you would say, Mark, I'm surrendering that today, raise your hand right now. I'm surrendering it today. Hands are going up all over, all over. Could be an attitude, could be a way of thinking. I'm surrendering that today. My life is wide open to you. Holy Spirit, show me anything inside of me that grieves you. Any sin. It doesn't matter how justified I feel in holding on to it. Doesn't matter how how everybody tells me it's not a big deal. Doesn't matter how the world tells me it's not a big deal. The Spirit of God tells me it's, it's a big deal. Just right now in the spirit of prayer, if you'd say, Mark, there's sin. There's a sin in my life I'm confessing to God today. There is something in my life. God's put his finger on it. I'm confessing this to God right now. Put your hand in the air right now so I can pray for you. Hands are going up all over, all over. And if you're doing that, put your hand up. Mean it. I'm confessing a particular sin, a thing in my life. It's got to go. Hands are going up all over the room. Praise God. God, we give it to you. Whatever that is, we give it to you. And God, whatever you have for us, we say yes. Whatever you have, we say yes to. We say yes to all of it, to the whole thing. Whether it's trying to reconcile a relationship, maybe it's going on some kind of mission trip, maybe it's starting a church, maybe it's starting this thing in my business school or neighborhood, maybe, maybe it's serving. I don't know what it is, God, but we, God, we say yes. You might be here today. There's a step that God is calling you to take, and maybe you've been trying to push it off or ignore it. If there's something that God's been calling you to do, and today you're saying yes to it. Raise your hand right now so I can pray for you. Just put your hand high in the air. I'm saying yes to this today. Yes to this. Amen. Amen. Several hands going up. God, we just say yes to it. And fill us with the Holy Spirit. Fill us with the Holy Spirit. Take full control. The way we talk, think, act, what we look at, what our hands do, where our feet go. Fill us the Spirit of God. If that's your prayer today, would you just raise your hand right now just to, just to say, God, that's my prayer. I'm surrendering to you. I want to be filled with the Spirit. Just raise your hand right now. Just raise your hand. Hands are going up all over this room. Praise God. God, fill this church with your Spirit. And the church is not a building. It's people. It's us. Fill us. Fill us with the Spirit of God. With your Spirit. And before we leave, listen. 
If you have never surrendered your life to Jesus, the, Jesus loves you. The Holy Spirit has brought you here today. I believe He's speaking to you right now, telling you to surrender your life to Jesus. If you want to do that, if you want Jesus to become the Lord and Savior of your life, pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Come into my life and save me today. I give my life to you for the first time right now. Jesus, thank you for loving me, for dying for me, for coming back from the dead for me. Fill me with the Spirit for the first time. Help me to follow you with your power. In Jesus' name, amen. No eyes are open or anything like that. If you just prayed to give your life to Jesus, I'm not going to embarrass you, but if you just prayed to give your life to Jesus and you prayed to get saved for the first time today, just raise your hand right now so I can see that and celebrate with you. Just put your hand high in the air and say, Mark, today I did that. Today I am doing that for the very first time. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you that your spirit is alive. Not a person in our past. Not somebody we look on the rearview mirror at. Spirit's alive right now. Spirit's inside of every one of us who belong to Jesus. And God, there is more of you. And so, Father, fill us with the spirit today. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen, amen. Church, let's give God praise for who he is and what he's done, man, that he's given us the spirit. And listen, guys, man, I hope, I hope, man, I hope that this series is coming across that these are not ideas that are interesting and we wanted to take a little bit. This is real. The spirit is real. And I just believe he wants more for our church. Hey, um, hey right now, our ushers are getting in place and so would you do me a favor? Would you grab the connection card that's in the seat in front of you or on your seat? And I want to know how we can pray for you, man. There were so many hands that went up during that response time just now. And I would love to know how we can pray for you, how we can serve you. I'd love to know what God did in your life today. Any decision God is leading you to make, let us know about it on the back of that card. Maybe it's baptism. Maybe it's serving. And, and, and here's what you can do. If you're, a very, if you're a first-time guest, you're brand new, or if I've never met you, I'd love to meet you really quick after church. I'll be at the welcome area, big wall, that table there in the middle of the lobby. I'd love to just say hi to you. Thank you for coming. We've got a free gift for all of our first-time guests. All of our returning guests, if you've been a couple times we've never met, I'd love to meet you. But as we're giving right now, just you can drop those cards in that basket. And man, I said this last week, and I want to say it again because I see a lot of new faces. Jesus said the Holy Spirit is like the wind. And I can't make the wind blow or make the wind do whatever, but I can lift my sails and set my sails and try to catch the wind. And when we give and we say yes to Jesus in moments like what we're in right now, man, the sails of our hearts, man, they're being set so that the Spirit of God can move in our lives. So let's say yes to what this opportunity has for us. Would you pray, uh, pray with me? Lift up our offering. God, for every person that gives, Jesus, I pray that it just move in their heart, Jesus, that your spirit would blow over their lives and bless them, bless them with more love for you, more vision of you. And Jesus, use this offering in ways we never could. Father, as Mega Sports Camp starts this week, we pray that you'd pack this place out with kids. We pray for salvations. We pray that, God, you would move in families. God, we thank you for every person that's volunteered to serve in mega sports camp because they're going to go on a three-day mission trip right here in our church. So God, move in a way we've never seen mega sports camp this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, while we're giving today, Dana has a few things to share with us, some info about mega sports camp, other things. Give her a listen.
I'm not. There we go. There I am. So just a couple things to talk about before you guys are dismissed. Mega Sports Camp does start tomorrow. That is here this year. I've had a couple people ask me that this morning. So it starts tomorrow night at 6, and there's all kinds of things going on. There's crafts. There's a drama group. There's basketball. There's soccer. There's volleyball. So if you haven't registered your child, you can still show up tomorrow. So join us because there's lots of things planned, and it's going to be a great time. If you pre-ordered shirts... Your shirts are out here at the Welcome Area. Allison was out there, and she's put them in nice little stacks with your names and things on them, so you can go and get those. Um, I had this note passed to me during church. Don't forget students tonight, middle school at 530, high school's at 630, and a little birdie told me that there's going to be water games, and it's really nice and warm today, so that would be a lot of fun. If today's your first time, make sure you go to the Welcome Area to get your free gift. We have a free gift for the second-timers, too, so be sure to check that out. You guys are dismissed. Straight into the dark And then